You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, my guest today is from Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Hair Radio Morning Show welcomes Mary Reed Johnson. Mary, good morning, and welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, listen, I just want to let folks know uh, you are an alumnus of the Hair Radio Morning Show team. Absolutely. You've been with us. Once a member, always a member. Thank you. There you you go. And that's what we're talking about here this morning. Now, um, first, just to let everybody know and just to refresh those folks out there, you guys know Mary was an announcer on our program. She heads up Hair Head Heart and the uh, 3hwellness.org. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about what you're doing these days, Mary. But first, I have to have you lead right on in. You are located in the hotbed out in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where as of today's uh, interview, there's quite a bit going on. So please, can you uh, just walk us through with all of that's that's happening in the wake of the, the untimely death of Mr. George Floyd out in Minneapolis? Uh, with the knee to the neck. Can you just walk us through what's going on in Minneapolis? Sure. Well, Tuesday, this all kind of came about. George was, you've seen the video, um, basically, in my opinion, killed by a policeman. And it's not the first, and and basically we're tired in Minneapolis and across the globe. You can see, uh, well, at least in the nation, a lot of um, support in theory, but it's not, um, it's just an explosion. We'll, well, we'll, we'll just say we were here in the, in the 19, yes. in the, in the 60s. We, you know, we've been here many times before. Absolutely. Mary, can you just take us specifically to the location where this happened? So first describe for us, uh, the, the area where this has happened. Well, it is actually right. I live on 36th street. So imagine the numbers go sequentially. And what, where it happened was 38th. It was 38th in Chicago, which is um, about, if I do a nature stroll, about a 12-minute walk for me. And if I go to the other side of, my, of some of these happenings, it's on 31st and, um, 31st and Lake, but right, right about five blocks from me. So maybe a 10-minute walk. And so it's very, very close. It's in the neighborhood, um, and we are boxed in at this point because they had another incident of of a burning building on Cedar, which is not far away either. So I am at this point, I I move around and that type of thing. I've gone and taken videos and this type of thing, but it is very, very close in proximity, South Minneapolis, where I am. So describe for us the folks in that neighborhood and uh, this was it, from the videos that we've seen, and believe me, it's been seen around the world, and I'll tell you about that in a moment. But can you describe sure. for us uh, what that corner is like? I believe there's like a, some kind of coffee shop there, a restaurant there. Have you ever been right. in that restaurant? or have Sure. You been, like, I mean, that's where I get my money orders. Is that right? Food. <laughs> right, yeah, you know, um, when you need a money order, some places still take those things. That's true, so, that's true. So it is... Uh, you know, all kinds of things happen there. Just one of the, and, it, you know, they own not only that store, they also own a restaurant. I believe it's a barbecue place. They own a laundromat. Um, so they are a big part of the community, and I'll just say this for them. They did offer, and I don't know if the family accepted or not, but that family is going to pay for his funeral. Wow. 
because wow. he didn't come from, you know, a lot of wealth or anything. But they're paying for his funeral. They have a mural that's up on the – that they're – I think they probably finished it yesterday, but um, they put up a, a mural, like it's an artist put up a mural um, with his likeness. And when I say his, I mean George Floyd's right, likeness right. and that type of thing. So, um you know, everybody basically is trying to give back in what ways they can. And one of the other things that's out here that I would not have expected was uh, we have a radio show, one of the iHeartRadio channels, uh, huge, called KDWB. And so that is like, you know, the traditional uh, in Chan Hansen, so we'll say um, very white, middle middle or upper class station and you know listen to you know traditional traditional things and so usually they're all about fun and jokes and that type of thing but today they dedicated the whole morning show which um from nine or from six thirty or so to nine to george and anybody who wanted to weigh in it didn't you know whatever came out came out you know and it was only one person so it was not about fun and games it was about being heard or allowing the community to discuss and to allow you to be heard so this is kind of i'm really proud of you for uh, doing that too um thank you so one of the things that happened was uh, a, a hispanic station and you know those are rare and few and far between but in this melee in this you know destruction of property and and livelihoods and whatnot they had a Hispanic station just this morning. They're still doing a lot of stuff right here. And offered, it's like if anybody reaches out to me, you know somebody that works there, tell them we have space. We can, we have studios, you know, they're like part of um, Salem Network, which is um, probably one of the biggest radio entities in the United States. And so... They said, we, we have channels, we have um, resources, and we will help you put your station back up. We'll give you a place to work until, and then, you know, if you, if you want it. So I thought that was really huge. Um, so there are, those are the good things. Now, everything else, I won't say everything else is bad, but pretty close, in my opinion. Well, have, um, uh, was there an, um, a chance that, there's a lot of, you know, folks who are not able to separate things. They're just lumping all of this together. And some say that it's overshadowing the message of Mr. Uh, Floyd's death by having folks who may be now looting. And Our, uh, one may not be connected with the other. But what do you say, Mary? I say that the narrative didn't develop with a single path. And so it's unreasonable to think that it's all connected by this, this, the one path. There might be the threat of the abuse, but there are, there are people there called professional anarchists. And what they do is they purposely go from place to place to place, firing up things to this level to distract, destroy, break apart, you know, um, positive or, you know, good messages. As, um, literally, um, That's interesting. The the first uh, demonstration in front of the 38th uh, Street Market or in front of Cup Foods, they had so many people. I couldn't even get. I couldn't drive through and get home. They had like, I think at that point maybe 800 or people, and then they were still gathering. And this is uh, Tuesday, 
And so I think it was Tuesday. It's, it's so sad. I should really know. But anyway, and so I had to drive about nine blocks away, you know, some weird path to get home. And so that was very peaceful, right? It wasn't until people came from, well, I think they had time to come from outside that, the, you know, people walked past my house. There were, uh, it felt like I was in Compton. There was lots of, you know, squad cars, swoop, swoop, swoop going past, there was, uh, 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 what do you call it, helicopters, lots of helicopters, whether they were news helicopters or, you know, what, 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 police helicopters, I don't know, but there was all these helicopters. And my neighborhood is pretty much of a, it's degentrified, um, and it's that middle ground where the, a lot of the, the homes are. Mm. So they were going from the site where the, the Cup Foods was, which is neighborhood too, but I won't say uh, lower, but more basic neighborhood and going to past the homes, that, you know, where we are and to the target area where the p- police precinct, precinct is. Again, it's just five five minutes away, for five blocks literally from my house. Wow. So um, across the street from the police, the uh, police precinct is Target and the whole development. Um, there's Target, Planet Fitness, the there's some little there's some like schools and alternative eds over there. Yeah, but it's a big strip mall. Right, right. right. Alternative education, I mean everything. And grocery stores. So long story short, um by the time they reach there, all of a sudden it like escalated. And I say that that's that is when the professional anarchists came. Because if you go there, you'll see, and even you know, different news reports will say this too. When you're observing, most people are there. They've got a camera. They've got, you know, they're just standing and looking and gawking. But there's maybe if if 10% of the people doing anything outrageous, it, it, it's you know that. And I think the professional anarchists, what an, anarchists, what they do is they. Um, just in sight. They just get people started. You know? It sounds like what you're saying is that they are professionally just uh, rebel rousers trying to create a negative uh, discourse. Right. So whatever the message is will be blurred if not lost. Right. And what that's their, what they do. Efforts. Well, and in, yeah. and the bonus is if you, are, if you buy into it, and they've started, um, our, like Keith Ellison and some other people have started saying, if somebody next to you, in this crowd is doing something that you don't agree with, you need to speak up. You need to, you know, take back, basically take back your life. Your wow. point, your point of, you know, all the burning and all that stuff, if, if that was your message, we get it. We, now, we understand. Yes, so you don't need to keep destroying, but they're still destroying. Well, now, so. I want to talk to you about two things. I want to first kind of uh, bring into the discussion point about Mr. Keith Ellison. He is the district attorney out there in Minnesota. What can you tell us? Uh, He's an African-American man um, with a long history and political service as well. What can you tell us on the sentiment uh, regarding Mr. Ellison uh, perhaps eventually prosecuting this case? I think there's confusion on if they are um, being heard. When I say they, we are being heard. Um, And so Keith Ellison and we'll say whatever other leadership generically is saying there's a process. We need to follow the process and we want to make sure that these people don't get off. Right. 
But other people are saying, well, if I had done that same thing, and you hear this again and again, if I had done that same thing as G2 citizen, there's process, yes, but before process, I would be taken to jail. I would be charged for murder. And so I think that's where the disconnect is. Exactly, because as of this time, now maybe by the time that you guys are listening to this air, uh, things might have changed. But as of this moment, the officers have not been uh, arrested. So, um, right. I'm but gonna, but yeah. I will say one thing. I mean, I you just got to take every little part for the good that that is good. One thing that our police chief did, black man, he immediately fired these people. So right. they're not on the street. He didn't put them on leave without or with pay. Like that's what usually happens. Correct. He fired them. And that is, I agree, uh, with regards to taking immediate action, at least to say, hold it, something is happening. So we're going to follow this and... Uh, Can also- I say one more thing? Sure, Pete Ellison, he had, been, he, in this last six months, he was collecting all kinds of information from, you know, everybody, investigators and accountability and policymakers and, and citizens. And he put together a report that he released in February about this type of thing for healing and community engagement with our police department. Well, I am. we're going to have to research that report, and this is something that the story will continue, and we will continue following it. I just wanted to say also that the family of Mr. George Floyd um, is being represented by a friend to our show, Mr. Benjamin Crump, who I've had, uh, sadly, uh, it's been, he's a wonderful, wonderful attorney, and I had the opportunity to to interview him right here on our program, but I just wow. hate that it's always under these circumstances. So well, hopefully uh, there'll be fewer and further between. This is, this is what we're hoping that this man's life is going to really spark something in a in a big way for change. And I think that the folks in Minneapolis um, are helping to spearhead that in one way or another. Now I want you to uh, just you know if you don't mind tell the listeners or leave us with. The uh, before all this happened, tell us some of the wonderful folk uh, things about the folks in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, we had come to know Minneapolis to represent Paisley Park and Prince uh, Compound and Prince. That's a good thing, but look at what they did to him. But that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. But what can you tell us about the good in the people in Minneapolis? What makes the Minnesota folks, the Minneapolis folks, special to all of us? Tell us this morning. Well. If if I could say for the black people, it's like we, this is a place of opportunity. Every place is a place of opportunity, but it's really promoted as such. And people come here and some, and George's family has said that he really promoted that multi-cultural inclusion, you know, live and breathe and enjoy your life, whether you're black, brown, or, you know, undecided of, of all kinds of things. Um, so it it's here. It's an oppor- it's a, a big, well-funded place of opportunity, and so to when it's when it's marred in this in this fashion and at this level. And bear in mind, these things go on everywhere, but it's really, really. Um, I think it's a good place to shed light, actually. I don't agree with the looting and everything because that necessarily is not about anything for the good. It's just a selfish thing um, for some people. But, um, for example, since 2000 in Minnesota, there have been 
193 uh, killings by policemen. Uh, Some of them are black, some of them are brown, but there's a problem in the system, don't you think, where when people are uh, in their determinations of of what happened, um, nobody's being charged in 193 deaths, and so so often the uh, part of the... uh, the defense is unknown or undetermined or the person was unarmed, there's a problem in that system, so they need to fix the system. And one of the things that I always have been promoting is policemen should be, they have uh, liability insurance, but that's, you know, funded by the departments and and basically we pay for that for, for their very expensive attorneys. I think each policeman should be responsible for having their own liability insurance and just like when you with your car if you drive wrong or you do you know then commit some infractions yeah sure. you get ticks not only does it go up you won't be able to be insured these well, people would not be able to have jobs um, i just have to say mary Reed johnson if you guys are just joining us we better go ahead and bring you up to speed here um you're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and today I'm on with Mary Reed Johnson. You guys know her from Hair Head Heart. She also heads up the uh, or works with the 3hwellness.org, uh, which we're going to ask you about. Mary, I have to say, just turning for a moment to some of the amazing work that you've been doing. Our listeners all know who you are. You are one of our first announcers right here on this very program. <laughs> so we're so excited to be speaking with you today. Just again under circumstances that we wish were different. You are uh, right in the hot spot in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, mm-hmm. You're a big part of the community there. Um, but turning to some of the other work that you guys are doing right now with Hairhead Heart and the 3hwellness.org, can you just share with us a little bit before we have to go this morning? Sure. Well, I'm a cosmetology instructor and service provider, but I consider myself the safety lady as far as hair goes for okay. the uh, the practicing um, cosmetologist or braider or anybody who is a hair service provider. And I want us to learn to value ourselves, take better care of ourselves, and so that's why I established 3H Wellness. And uh, the 3Hs stand for hair, head, and heart, top down. It all matters. I love it. Okay, and I'm glad to see you're faring well during all this crazy, uh, just on top of the COVID and everything else, uh, you guys out there are doing some, some big things, and we're real pleased about that. Well, you know, my, my, my mantra is know better, do better, be better. So we can love and learn and just grow, you know, exponentially. And Mary, so we got to allow you. yourself to do that. Absolutely. We've got to have you back soon here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. We really do. Uh, it's been too long. Is there anybody that you wanted to shout out to this morning? I want to shout out to George Floyd's family. I want to shout out to our mayor, our our, uh, our uh, Keith Ellison, and Governor Waltz. He's been doing an amazing, a lot of amazing things, trying to get through a pandemic, trying to yes. keep people safe, and now uh, he's had to call in the National Guard because of just, Anarchy, madness, and uh, we still—he's still saying he supports um, the right thing for George. Mary Reed Johnson, we're going to ask that you continue to monitor this situation and to be well, and just keep us informed here at the Hair Radio Morning Show. Will do. All right, okay, folks. There's a whole lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go. Stay with us. 